Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. He's working right now. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. You never stop working. Hallelujah. I don't see it. Hallelujah. I might not know it. Amen. But he's working. He doesn't. I might not see it. Amen. But I trust and know that in the background. Amen. All things are working together for good because I love the Lord and I'm called according to his purposes. There is something that comes with being a believer that positions me. Hallelujah. Amen. He is a way maker. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on and just lift your hands and bless the Lord. Father, we bless you. We honor you. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come together as this corporate body. And God, we lift your name on high. We exalt you. We magnify you in this house for you alone are worthy. Now, Lord, as we prepare to hear your word, we thank you, Lord, for your anointing rising in this house, God. Yokes are destroyed and burdens are removed. I thank you, God. God, for granting me clarity of mind. Hallelujah. Thank you for clearness of speech on today, God. Father, speak a word in this house that encourages your people on today. I desire, God, God is to continue to climb in you, God. So, Lord, have your way in this place. We bless you. We magnify your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on and put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. And our scripture this morning, uh, let's go to Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15, beginning at verse 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the state that falls to me. And he divided his wealth between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey into a distant country. There he squandered his estate with loose living. Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country and he began to be in need. And he went and attached himself to one of the citizens of that country. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. He was longing to fill his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating. And no one was giving anything to him. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread? But I'm dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. He got up and came to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion for him, ran and embraced him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf, kill it. And let us eat and be merry, for the son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. And they began to be merry. Amen. Amen. This morning, I'd like to press this thought upon you. Where am I? Where am I? A relevant 
revelation. Where am I? A relevant revelation. We want to look at this scripture, a very, very familiar passage of scripture, but this morning I want to look at it from a different perspective. Amen. Amen. You all have to excuse me this morning. Lesson learned and filed. Never cut your grass for the first time the week you have to preach. <laughs> I tell you, I cut it Wednesday and then Thursday. You know, it starts with <clears throat> a little tickle in your throat. Then before you know it, you hold gone through a box of Kleenexes. Where am I? A relevant revelation. Where am I? A relevant revelation. You know, I think this year we're talking about making application. And we've learned that application is the action of putting something into operation. Uh, so we've got to understand that application is not something that's new, new to us. Amen. This is, this is not, it's not as if uh, God gave Bishop this uh, just, just fantastical revelation about this new word called application. No, all of us are familiar with application. Amen. Amen. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, your day is a process of application, isn't it? Amen. Everything from uh, everything from how you start your day to how you end your day, everything in between there has to and and involves a lot of application of some things. Is that right? So there's a direct correlation between application and action, right? Uh, but today, for today, I want to make a distinction between the two of them. Uh, application, it most often involves following a specific intentional process to achieve an expected end. Uh, it lends more towards a process that leads to the action taking place. It is the application that causes the action that produces results. Amen. Amen. When I get up in the morning, some of us get up in the morning and the first thing that we do is brush our teeth. Uh, some people, the first thing they do is they brush. Now, if there's a process that you go through in brushing your teeth, you get your front, your, 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 your back, your sides, up, down, all of that. If you, if you follow the process, right, uh, you're making application of that, of brushing your teeth, right? And there's a difference in using the application and just taking action, right? You know, it uh, puts me in mind of children. Some children, hey, go brush your teeth. They just take action. It's not so much about application. The application of brushing the teeth is it's just the action. Hit it once, hit it twice, hit it three times, I'm done. Hey, not very effective, is it? And that's what we have to learn sometimes. Sometimes we take actions, right? There's no application behind the actions. So our efforts are, in essence, ineffective. Amen. Are you following me? Uh, and I was doing some research, and I, can, I consulted our, our resident legal uh, resource this morning. And, um, and what I found out, in some countries, civil law proceedings are categorized in two ways. They're called applications, and they're called actions. Huh? They make a distinction between the two. I know Canada is one of the countries that utilizes this in civil proceedings. Uh, the U.K. is... The, the, the UK is another one. Uh, Australia was one that I saw also. But let me take a few moments and explain to you the difference between the two. Um, an application is utilized when there are two parties. Somebody say two. When there are two parties who through sworn affidavits and documents, which means everything that is related to the case can be found on paper. Somebody say paper. Everything, I'm going somewhere. Everything can be found on paper. They have reached a mutual agreement, a mutual agreement that requires the an acknowledgement, a judgment by a judge. Amen. So, so an application is when you and I agree about a thing, and there's affidavits and documents that support the fact that you and I are in agreement. But before that agreement can be ratified and, 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 and made official, amen, the judge has to come, come review it, determine that everything is okay, and put his seal of approval on the agreement that we have been made. All right. Does everybody understand application? 
That's application. Now, action is a little bit different. Action. In an action, there are you and I are the two parties in, in, involved, but there are differing opinions. Somebody say opinions. opinions. Amen. Opinions are not always good. Amen. Sometimes they are harmful for us, harmful to us. But there are two opinions with regard to how the matter should be handled, how the matter should be taken care of inside of an action. Inside of an action, amen, now you, now you, not only do you have affidavits, but what happens is you introduce testimony. Somebody say testimony. Now you introduce testimony and cross-examination, amen. You introduce all of these things, but the end result, let's say end result, end result. is that the judge is still going to put a seal of approval on the situation. Now, let's take a side note right here. Some of us in here, some of us out there, we need to stop taking action with God and begin to take application with God. Stop disagreeing with what God has said in his word. Come in line with what God has said in his word. So now it is more about application than it is about action. You got to understand that the challenge that we face is we live in a society that has more regard for application than, than for action than application. Huh? It's been ingrained in us that actions, no matter how differing or conflicting, can lead you to an expected end. We're accustomed and we sometimes embrace shortcuts. Huh? That seemingly make it easier to reach the result. But I want to say Proverbs 14 and 12 says, There is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Listen, they're, 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 when we, we have to understand. We have to understand that application is more important, is more critical than action. Society will tell you that if you need money, buy a ticket. Oh, it's up to 1.2 billion. Where are we going? We run into the store. Huh? Huh? If you want to lose weight, take this pill. Take it in the morning with a glass of water. Take it, take it, take it. Once before every meal, and you're guaranteed to lose. I work right beside somebody. First thing they do when they come to work, I, I'm sure they're not watching. <laughs> but we talk about it, though. First thing they do when they get to work is I see them open the thing up and get, take a glass of water and pop the pill. What you taking that pill? Well, so it curbs my appetite. It's, the, it's prescribed. Yeah, it's prescribed. And we're doing good on it. He's, he's, he's lost about 30 pounds. And, and, and yeah, and, and, but, but it's a shortcut. So, so for us, it's not about the process, but, but, but it's about the action. Huh? Nike has a phrase, just do it. Do I need to think about it? Nah, just do it. Huh? Just do it. Huh? Listen, but understand, actions can be unfounded. Actions can be misguided. Some actions can be baffling. Some actions can be puzzling. Have you ever seen somebody act and be like, what in the world? What are they thinking? Huh? Listen. Don't get distracted by impatience or disappointment. Huh? Don't get caught up on what happens in the lives of others. Huh? Don't get caught up on why it hasn't happened to you yet, for you yet. Huh? All of these things, all of these things can lead us to take action and not application. Are you following me? Matthew 5 and 44, Jesus said, but I say to you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that despitefully use you 
and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. So, so it will appear that blessings will be in the lives of unbelievers just as quick as they would be in the lives of believers. Because God reigns on the just and the unjust. So that should never be my barometer, my measurement against how God is working and moving in my life. Are you hearing me? Huh? Because Isaiah in chapter 40, verse 31 does say, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So I understand if I'm just, if I'm just exercise a little bit of patience, right? Uh, somebody say patience. patience. If I just exercise a little bit of patience, I will, I will, I, and and line myself with what God with what God is saying in His Word. Eventually, I'll receive what it is. I'm believing God for. The beautiful thing about God and his relationship with his children is he's given us his word as application for the expected ends. So that when your actions are based on the application process, right, there's a guarantee. Somebody say guarantee. There's a guarantee that you will get the expected results of the intent behind this application. Why? In Jeremiah chapter 1, God said he is watching over his word. Why? To perform it. He even said, I will hasten to perform it. So I've got to understand that where God is positioned right now where is over his word. That as his word begins to go forth, he has to move here. He has to move there. He has to perform that word because one thing that God cannot do is lie. Huh? He said all things work together for good for those who believe and are called according to his purpose. That cannot be a lie. That cannot be a lie. Right? Jesus serves as our greatest example when it comes to application of the word and will of God. What did Jesus do? In Matthew chapter 5, he said, do not have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. In John chapter 4, verse 34, he said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. John 6 and 38, he said, I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. But, somebody say, but. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 39, what does he say? He says, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus was not only determined to do the will of God, but he was also committed to doing the will of God. Right? He wasn't in a hurry. Remember, he said, my time has not yet come. Now, why? Because there was a process. There was an application he was making. Right? But when he got to the garden, when he got to the garden, he said, Father, if there's any way for a friend, huh? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> huh? Come on now. If there's any way that this cup can pass from me, let it be. Nevertheless, not as I would see, I need more nevertheless moments in my life. Can we be real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, I need more nevertheless moments in my life because too often, too often what comes across my path is if this cup can pass for me, okay. No, but in my life, I need more nevertheless moments. Huh? Can you believe what they said to me? No, I can't believe it, but nevertheless... Can you, I can, I, I don't, I know you didn't just do that, but nevertheless, huh? Are you hearing me? Are you, this can't be something I got to go through, but nevertheless. Oh, if we would begin to operate with that mindset, 
understanding that first and foremost, what is God doing? He's watching over his word to perform it. So for my text this morning, there are a few things, just a few things that we can glean from it. So understand, it's not the blessing or the end result that makes the difference or impacts your life. It's a process that you went through to get the blessing. This young man goes to his father, daddy, Hey, I want what's mine. Yeah. Why? Because what was he doing? He was looking at what he was going to receive. And I'm sure this was the thought that was going through his mind. Man, all the stuff I could do if I had that. Now, I'm not saying we do, but I've just heard that when people go and buy lottery tickets, when they buy them and they get in a car, one of the things that they begin to think about is what they're going to do with all that money. And so, and if you're in the church, this is what you say. So for, oh, oh, I'm going to give my tithe. I might even give a first fruit offering on top of that. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, we don't do that. I know, but no, but no. But so, so when, 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 whenever, or ha- what happens when you get a bonus? You know, every January you get a bonus on your work. We start spending that money in November. Yeah, all right, yeah. I'm either thinking about what I'm gonna get in in January, or I'm charging November and December because when I get my bonus. What am I going to do? I'm going to pay that thing off. Uh, Right. Our life has been set up to focus on end results. Right. Our life has, our lives have not, not, have not been set up to focus on the process. Right. So this young man, he said he sees what he can get. So disregarding every opportunity he may face to learn and grow in the process. Now, now this is what I want you to pick up. The father is willingly obliged. Oh, that's what you want? Okay. Yeah, the father's willing and blind. And so, so listen, God is not going to stop you from making mistakes. Huh? God, no, 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 no. Listen, he loves you with an everlasting love. He is faithful. He is loving, kind. He is long suffering, but he's not going to stop you. He's not going to stop you from getting into something that you got no business getting into. Now, he's, still, he's going to step back and say, now, I'm going to be here when they need me if they come back. But if you make a decision to go, he's not going to prevent you. He's not going to put a, low, a roadblock in your way to keep you from going down that road. If that's what you choose to do. He gives us the ability to make our own decisions. After all, how do we act? We grow you, you, you talking to me? You need to see my ID? It says I'm above the age of 21. I'm grown. I'm an adult. Right? And don't let me have a job and can pay my bills. Huh? That's extra grown right there. Huh? Extra grown means I can say to you what I want to say to you. Huh? <laughs> Listen. Yeah, so, sometimes sometimes we operate like that. I have that right. Huh? I have that, I have that I have that right. No, who do you belong to? Listen, God as free moral agents, God gives us the ability to make our own decisions. So what does this young man do? He goes to a faraway country, spends his money on riotous living. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Yeah. Are you for, are you with me? Sometimes you gotta get to get, get on that. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Cause cause I want you to talk to your grandbabies about what the Lord said in church today. Huh? Come on now. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's, he spent all that he had. He spent all that he had. So listen, the Bible says that a famine arose in the land and he began to experience need. Verse 15 says he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Huh. He went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and he sent him into his fields to feed his swine. Now, now so this is what I want to talk about connection. This is why the body is so important. Because you gotta be, you gotta be, you need to sit back and analyze who you connected with. Because everybody you connected with may not necessarily mean you good. Some people are connected to you to do you harm. You gotta understand the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And the one thing about him, he does not knock on your door or hit you up on your cell phone and say, hey, it's me, the thief. I'm getting ready to get started. No. Huh? No, he's cunning. He's crafty. That's why it's so important that you, that you look at who you're connected with. Right? Because you can make some, some connections. Amen. And, and the thing about it is we make connections off of physical appearances. We make connections off of financial status. We make connections off of geographical locations. Amen. You got to be careful about that. Amen. Everything that looks good ain't good for you. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Be watchful. Be sober. Be vigilant for your adversary. Seeking whom he can devour. Isn't it interesting that the Bible says he connected himself to somebody but was still hungry? One plus one is not two in that situation. How can I connect with you? I'm connected with you. And I'm out here feeding your pigs and I'm hungry. That don't make sense. That don't make sense. Everyone you call friend ain't your friend. And there's even a limit to what you will even do for the people that you call friends. I'm just saying. Huh? Verse 16 says, how long ago? Verse 16 says, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods at the pit. I'm, listen, y'all, get this. He got to the point where he wanted to he he wanted to eat the food that he was feeding to the swine. Now, think about this. I'm out here in the fields feeding your pigs. And I'm hungry. I'm out in the fields feeding your pigs and I'm hungry. I want you to see this. I'm out in the fields feeding your pigs. I am looking at the food that I'm giving to your pigs Longing to be able to eat it. Uh uh, y'all not, y'all are not following me. I am looking at the food. Down, feed your pigs. They right here. And I'm longing to eat it. You over there. 
Listen, if it were me, Just saying. But obviously, obviously, not only, not only was his connection wrong, harmful to him, but it also bound him to the point that he cannot do something as simple as drop his hand and put it to his mouth. The enemy can have you so confused and bound that you can't even feed yourself. I don't understand, Mr. Simon, how I can be longing for something that's right in front of me. And I can, I am capable of taking it. But it had to do with the connection. And and, and you you see, the the thing is, listen, his focus was to receive his inheritance. Now it's put him in a place where he can't even be filled when he's hungry. There's a danger in focusing on the end without considering the process. Too often in life, listen, it's the result that motivates, that drives our motives and our actions. What holds more potential? The seed or the fruit. What is more that I went I went I was like, ooh, what brings more value? The seed or the fruit? What has greater impact? The seed or the fruit? Which has the greater life cycle? The seed or the fruit? The seed, listen, stop focusing on the fruit and start focusing on the seed. The seed is where the value is. The seed is where the impact is. The seed is where the potential is. If I take an apple seed and an apple and place them on this podium, which one goes rotten first? Which one becomes unusable first? Which one wastes away first? Yeah. So which one's more valuable? You know, one of the things, one of the things that we've got to learn is making that transition from harvest to seed. Because the key to that perpetual cycle is not in the harvest, it's in the seed. But we want to focus so much on the harvest. Listen, the harvest can get you to a to an end. But a seed is ongoing, sweetheart. The seed is not going to go away. Listen, as long as I got seed, as long as I got seed, there's potential in my life. As long as I have seed, there's potential in my experience. As long as I have seed, there's potential in my circumstance. As long as I got seed, there's potential in my finances. As long as I have seed, there's potential in my children. As long as I have seed, there's potential in my household. 
as long as I have seed, there's potential. I can run out of fruit, but I can't run out of seed. I can't run out of seed. Because if I, if I, if I ever run out of seed, then it ends the cycle of harvest and production in my life. If I ever run out of seed, sometimes we got it backwards. We want to, everybody want to focus on the end. Uh, no, no, focus on the process. Uh-uh, listen, what is, what, imagine if we got up every morning and just say, you know, I just, I just, Lord, Lord, I thank you for giving me life and strength today. God, I thank you for every opportunity that you bring my way. And God, today, I just give you praise for this day because this day I'm going to reflect on all the seed that you have given me. And all the seed that I have sown, the seed I got sown in my children's life, the seed I got sown on my job, the seed I got sown in my neighborhood, all the seed that I got I'm focused on because every time I walk by, what do I see? I don't see seed, I see harvest because it is a part of a perpetual cycle of sowing and reaping. Galatians 5 and 22, the fruit of the Spirit. Everybody knows it. Love and joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Never, ever, ever, never focus on the fruit of the Spirit. What you talking about, preacher? I saw it look like Mr. Small's eyes did like, what do you say? <laughs> uh-uh. No, never focus on the fruit of the Spirit. Stop focusing on the fruit of the Spirit. All it is is a gauge. That's all it is. Uh-uh. No, don't, don't focus. Because when you focus on the fruit of the when, the, when you focus on the fruit of the Spirit, there's a danger in creating an imposter. But next time you're in Galatians, stop by. Before you get to verse 22, look at verse 16. Verse 16 says, walk by the Spirit. You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Then keep on reading. You'll stop by the fruit and keep going because verse 25 says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So the powerful part of Galatians 5 is not verse 22, it's verse 16 through 22. Verse 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21 tells you what to do, what not to do. Verse 20 says this, verse 22, what we know is the fruit of the Spirit, tells you what you're going to see if you do 16 through 21. That's all it does. It's just a barometer. It's just a gauge. So I focus on the process more than the fruit. Okay, I got five minutes. Number two, this is a good one. Truly acknowledge where you are. Embrace a relevant revelation. Sometimes we don't move forward because we got a false sense of reality. Bible says don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to think. Now, now, a lot of oftentimes we associate that with pride and arrogance. But this morning, I don't want to relate that to pride and arrogance. I want to relate that to reality. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Look at what, as this young man was considering where he was, his mind went to his father's house. 
<laughs> I like what verse 17 says, when he came to his senses. Amen. Sometimes we need to come to our senses. Amen. The Bible says that when he came to his senses, that was a relevant revelation. Amen. Anybody had a wake up moment? Huh? Uh, an aha moment? A something ain't right moment? Or a this needs to change moment? You know, I think my, my wife and, and, and my wife and I and my sister-in-law too, we went on this journey back in October. Y'all, has anybody, my daughter got married in October. Have any of y'all seen those pictures from the wedding? I think they're on the website. So listen, so um, uh, Alaya, Alaya, you were the wedding, weren't you? Now listen, I, Alaya, please, I'm, I'm not picking on you, but I am mad at you. <laughs> I ain't picking on you, but I'm mad at you because you won in the number. Why is she wanting the number? Because Elder Stowe was was at the wedding. And Mr. Simon, Elder Stowe had this suit on. And it was shots going off. Pop, 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 pop. Buttons. Listen, y'all, y'all know how screaming. Listen, listen. They had to turn up the music because my suit was screaming, let me out. <laughs> Huh, yo, I'm walking. I I saw the picture of me walking my daughter down the aisle, and the suit is open like this. I said, "What in the world?" I got I got an even better one for you. I was at KNG about a month before the wedding. Now, listen, I'm saying this because I'm telling you how we do. This is how we do. I was at KNG a month before the wedding. I said, you know. Jesus. I said, you know what? I, my wife kept telling me I got to get a suit, but I kept putting it off because I knew I gained so much weight. So I'm at, I'm at KG Elder Hoskins, and I'm in the suit separates. I'm trying on jackets. I get up to a 48. And I ain't talking about nobody. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I got, I, got, I got up to a 48. It's okay to wear a 48. That's, that, that was okay for me to wear a 48 because I bought a 48. What wasn't okay for me was buy a 50. Because <laughs> 50 sound different than 48. <laughs> 50 tells a whole new story about where you are from a health standpoint. I can say 48 because there's a whole bunch of other numbers inside that 40 that you might confuse that with or relate it to. But 50, that's like going to the next level. I told her, I said, Lord, I wish I would buy 50 up in here. That ain't, that ain't gonna happen. Come what may, this 48 gonna have to do it. Huh? I'm telling you, and you know what I did, Sister Shirley? I walked out the store with that 48. I said, oh, I'll tell you what I'm doing over the next month. This is what I'm going to do. Over the next month, Ken, I'm, I'm going to, I know I'm, I'm, I'm pushed away from the table. I ain't going to, I'm going to do right. But I probably went the other way. Y'all, I saw this picture at the reception. I asked my wife to send it to me. And I, 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 I cropped her out of the picture and I looked at myself. I said, this don't make no sense. <laughs> and you know what? I, I started to think about, well, what do you eat? Now, so I've been traveling out of town. I had a corporate car. I don't think I had fast food one time. But I ate what I, what I wanted to, when I wanted to, where I wanted to, and how much I wanted to. Listen, y'all, listen, I'm, I'm going total transparency. Listen, I, I felt bad. It was a struggle in the morning for me to put my socks on. I had a special routine. It was funny, too. I ain't going to tell you. You are not finding out. But I had a special routine 
on putting my socks on in the morning. I started in the bathroom and ended at the foot of the bed just to put some doggone socks on. Huh? I'm, I'm, listen, I'm tell, I promise you. When he came to his senses, huh? sometimes there are some things in our lives that we need to come to our senses on. Where we are right now is not where we are supposed to be. I need a relevant revelation in my life. God, that says, get up from where you are. Do different. Do different. Stop doing the same thing, expecting the same results. What we believe in is not magic dust. It's not fairy dust. It is application that if you take the word and you apply the word, God is watching. So when that word goes forth, he performs it. That's what he's doing. I need to do this. I need to do that. I wish I, I wish this. Do it. Get in the word. Find what God says about it and apply it. I got the tools in my house to fix what I got. And my stuff walking around broke. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. When I got what I need to fix where I am. And I'm okay in where I am. Come to your senses. You can't make people change. And people can't make you change. Listen, I can talk to you all day till I'm blue in the face, and you are too, until you decide that where I am right now is not where I'm supposed to be. Where I am right now is not where I want to be. I have better. I am better. I have better. And I can do better. And I can do better. Listen. And the thing about it, listen, a lot of times, somebody say, change your perspective. See, a lot of times when we get to that point, we see it as the end and not the beginning. Huh? No, baby. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Huh? This is the start of a new day. This is the start of a new me. This is a new beginning. So what I do? <coughs> I had to start eating right. I had to start exercising. Y'all, the first, the first day I exercised, I got on treadmill. And I used to do it, you know. But, but, but you know what? Life happens. And it's important. It's important the things that we attach ourselves to when it comes to life happening and how we deal with it. Are you hearing me? It's important where we go in the midst of life happening because oftentimes that can bring about changes in our body, our disposition, and our attitude. Some people, when they get stressed, they go eat. Or don't care what they eat. I'm a I'm what you call some people call a foodie. That means I love food. <laughs> food is my friend. 
Food is my friend. If you want to talk to Elder Stowe about something, talk to him about some food. Some good food. Tell me where to go. Let me tell you where to go. You got to try this. Listen. Somebody say discipline. Yeah. When he came to his senses. When he came to his senses. Listen, when I came to my senses, I'm thankful. We started this program and we had a meal plan and we followed they gave us a list of foods. Now they ain't gonna cook. they you had to go cook your food, prepare your food. They told you how to do it. Of course, you can't be frying stuff and no bread, no flour. You you and we know that stuff already. But sometimes what you need is discipline and accountability. Discipline and accountability. If the body of Christ had more discipline and more accountability, we would be further along than we are. <clears throat> so so he, um, I, so I, I started doing right. So I went, I went back to K&G because I had to preach today. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> huh, yeah. Rock you see me? You see me? You see me, Rock Yeah, that's all right right there. <laughs> you see me, Rock Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting ready to wrap up, y'all. I got five minutes. So I went back to KNG. I went back to KNG. And it's, it's, been about, it's been about three months. I went back to KNG. And uh, Sister Lawrence, I was trying to suit some. And the first thing I did was I put on that 48. I said, <laughs> yes, God is good. I said, boy, this thing a little big. Yeah. So I put on a 44. Because I had some jacks, some I had some jackets at home. That uh, I actually had, had, had bought, and and I wore those to church one Sunday, and, and Brother Kenton was just whoa, Elder Stone, it's working. <laughs> yeah, he 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 and I like to to laugh about that, but the forty four was too big. I tried, so I tried on the forty two. I said, wow. Y'all, I ain't worn no 42 since you asked me my, man, my age and the Indian in. <laughs> 19. <laughs> huh. Listen, I went and picked it up. I went and picked it up Friday night. I I hung it up in the closet and I stepped back. I just looked. Y'all know, y'all know the suits that have the little the little size thing on. I started to pull my phone out and zoom in and take a picture of it. Just in case we don't cross paths again. No, I'm just kidding. No, but listen. The Bible says he came to his senses. Now what now watch this. And and I'm I'm closing I'm closing with this point, and this this is real important, and we we talk about process, because the Bible says that he says when he came to his senses, and I, and I want to read this. Uh, how many? He, this is what he says. How many of my father's hired men have more than enough bread, but I'm dying here with hunger. I will get up and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. He got up and came to his father. No, I'm going to stop right there. He got up and said, make me one of your hired men. So rather than him saying, I know what I'll do, I'll just go back home. 
Yeah, you know, some of our kids will do that. But but there's there's no value. There's no value in that. The value in what happened when he came to his senses was when he came to his senses, there was an application that he proceeded to make. See, it's one thing to come to your senses and say, shoot, I'm going back home. It's another thing to come to your senses and consider the situation and the circumstances and determine what move you should take. But not only that, but to determine what attitude and position you should take. The difference between the young man when he left his father's house and when he returned to his father's house was humility submission and acceptance before when he asked for his inheritance he was not humble but now he has been humbled so much so that he says I return to my father's house and I, I'm not considered I'm not returning as his son I just want to be a slave in your house because I know that your slaves are taken care of and they have more than enough. Listen, he considered his actions. He aligned himself to a process rather than an end. Aligning to the processes of God opens the door for so much more in our lives. As we begin, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that's at work in us. Right? That power that works in us is the seed of the word of God. As we begin to align to God's word, we acknowledge receipt of his will. And what does it do? It activates every aspect of the power of his word. You know, Isaiah 54 says, no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. That's your heritage because you're the servants of God. The weapon is going to form and tongues are going to rise against you. At the point of application, my response to the weapon for me and the tongue rising has to align to the word of God. The weapon is going to come. It is. The tongues are going to rise. It's how I respond that makes the difference. Right? James chapter 1, he said, consider pure joy when you fall, when you face trials of many kinds. That's a promise. Yeah, you're going to face trials. Huh? You're going you're gonna to face trials because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. That's the application. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Listen, everything, God said, I know the thoughts I have for you. They're good. They're not evil. You have a future and a hope. Yeah. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. The things that he has prepared for me. So no matter how bright you are, God is brighter. Yeah. God is brighter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Carter said this in its entirety last Sunday. I was so happy. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him. He shall direct your path. 
Psalm 37, delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Every good and perfect gift. Every good and perfect gift. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is a healer. There is a healing process. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is a provider. There is a provision process. One of the things that the founder, the, the, the owner of this group that we're in always says is trust the process. Yeah. If I believe him and take it at his word, trust the process. The process is more valuable than the reward. The fruit has more potential than the seed. Where am I? A relevant revelation. Let's stand to our feet. <clears throat> Amen. If you are in here today and you've experienced a relevant revelation or if you are watching us online and you've experienced on this day, at this moment, a relevant revelation where you said, where am I? Something needs to turn to change. Jesus is waiting for us with open arms. This is your opportunity. Amen. To say, you know what? I believe God. He can turn things around because he's a way maker. Believe that Jesus died for my sins. Amen. This is your opportunity to accept him as your Lord and your Savior. Amen. And if you have made that decision, if you would pray this simple prayer with me. Dear Lord, I acknowledge the fact that I am a sinner. Today, I've experienced a relevant revelation. I understand that I cannot do this on my own. I understand that Jesus came and died for my sins. Today, I welcome him to my life as Lord and Savior. By faith, I have received him. By confession of my mouth, I am now saved. Amen. So if you did make that prayer, please reach out to us. Contact information is on the screen. You can let us know that you've made this decision and we'd like to fellowship with you or put you in touch with somebody in your area, uh, a Bible-believing, doctrine, sound doctrine-based ministry that can help you and support you in your growth and development. Because we want to see you become all that God has intended for you to be. Amen. Amen. If you would just lift your hands. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for your word on today. And Father, I lift each and every person under the sound of my voice. I lift them up to you, God. And Father God, as we stand before you, where you know where each and every one of us are in our lives. So, Father, we just thank you for the continuing ministry of your Holy Spirit. God, Elder Fly on last Sunday talked about taking inventory yeah, and turning. So, God, today we take inventory. If there any area in our lives where there needs to be a turning, God, show it to us. Show it to us. We want to be more like you. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. Your word goes forth and does not return void. It accomplishes every task and every purpose for which is sent. We bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know 
how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world on the ground in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.